At Alma, we know the connection between you and your therapist matters. But if you're already feeling stressed and burnt out, the idea of trying to find a therapist you really connect with can be overwhelming. That's why Alma's focused on helping you find the right therapist for you. When you browse their online directory, you can filter by the qualities that are most important to you. Then book free 15-minute consultations with any therapist you're interested in seeing. And because 95% of therapists at Alma accept insurance, you can find care that's affordable too. You want to talk to someone, but not just anyone. Alma is there to help you find the right fit. Visit helloalma.com slash therapy30 to schedule a free consultation today. That's helloalma.com slash therapy30. Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. You're listening to BetQL Daily, presented by FanDuel Sportsbook, with Joe Ostrowski, Joe Gillio, and Aaron Hawksworth from BetQL. Welcome back. BetQL Daily, presented as always by FanDuel Sportsbook. Joe O, Joe G, Aaron Hawksworth with you on a Tuesday. Wild card week in the NFL as we get set for what should be a great weekend with six games here. And joining us now, one of our favorite guests, the guy that bets the NFL every game, Across the season, Ian McMillan joins us on the Roman guest line. Ian, welcome back to the show. Wild card weekend in the NFL. Uh, let's start here. First game, the Bengals and the Raiders. Raiders coming off a short week. They get in at the end with the, with the last seed, winning in overtime on Sunday night against the Chargers. What do you think about this game? The Bengals are favored, last I looked, by six on the uh, Saturday afternoon game. Yeah, hello, my friends. Thank you for having me on once again. Uh, good to talk to you guys again. Uh, yeah, this first one, uh, listen, there's three underdogs that I'm going to be betting outright this weekend. I'm going to get a little bit aggressive in wildcard weekend. It is a little bit of a wild weekend after all, and uh, this is one of the underdogs I'm going to back. I, I like the Raiders just to win this game outright. I think the Bengals are being a little bit overrated. When you look at these two teams, statistically, their offensive numbers are all quite similar um, but the Raiders have a much better defense, at least when you look at a lot of the numbers. Uh, the Bengals rank down at around 21st in yards per play. The Raiders are, are somewhere in the top 10. Uh, and that's going to be important because I do think this is going to kind of turn into a Derek Carr against Joe Burrow shootout. And like I said, when you look at the numbers, especially in the secondary, the Raiders have had a better secondary so far this season. So I think the Bengals just kind of got hot there near the end of the season. Uh, I think they're being a little bit overrated in this matchup. And uh, to be honest, I might be a little bit biased. I have some stock in the Raiders. I bet on the Raiders to win the Super Bowl at 80-1 to a few weeks back. Uh, so maybe I'm a little bit biased just hoping they can win. But I think they pull off the upset in the first game of, of Wild Card Weekend. 
Ian, congrats on uh, your trip is now complete. The road to 272, a very profitable year for you in the NFL. You go 151, 120, and one. I, I also ended up having a pretty good year. Thanks, uh, thanks to a perfect ending, we ended up over 60% in uh, one of the contests. What, what did you think was the key for you? Um, you know, taking on that endeavor of betting every single game. We all know the one advantage that we have is that we can pick and choose our spots and you decided to pick every single spot, but it was still, you're still up 25 units on the year. Uh, any specific challenges or maybe something that other people were having issues with that you felt was a bit of an advantage this year? Yeah, to be honest, kind of mostly luck, <laughs> probably. But I, yeah. I, I think what helped me out, I think what helped me out the most was um, uh, I'm not afraid to kind of get aggressive on some money line underdog picks, and especially early in the year. Um, I was just looking back through my record there last night, and and uh, it, it probably what I was most successful in because what I do is uh, spreads totals, but at least once a week I, I pick out my favorite money line underdog pick as well. Um, and those did very well for me, especially early in the year. I remember, I think it was Bengals against Ravens early on in the year when the Bengals were plus 220. Getting those kind of money line underdog picks, if you love an underdog, I, I'm very pro take a shot on their money line, just forget about the spread. Um, especially because, I, I mean, you guys know this, the, the juice that you have to fight with when you're betting on, on this many games uh, over a long period of time, that can kill you. So cashing a few of those money line underdogs along the way is going to help kind of uh, with that big that you have to battle with the whole time. So that's kind of my strategy. If you love an underdog, don't even look at the spread. Take a shot on the money line and see what happens. So you, you know what I think? I think a lot of, and I, I'm one of these, I felt like a lot of underdog bettors did well. Not just because underdogs covered for the majority of the season, but if you're an underdog better, you are likely one that will fade the overreaction. And we had as much overreaction that I can recall in recent memory because of uh, the COVID news and how the lines would shift from minute to minute. Yeah, exactly. That's something I've been saying all year is, is I've been kind of an underreact guy. I will say that kind of worked out better in the first half of the season. The last half of the season, I was trying to underreact to some things that it uh, bit me in the butt. Like I remember uh, uh, the Vikings when they got up to like plus 13 there in the, against the Packers in week 17, I think it was. that Underreacting to that uh, line change didn't exactly help. But uh, yeah, underreacting. And, and with the amount of parity in the, in the NFL this year, uh, that's kind of when, when underdogs are going to be profitable. Because uh, really, any team could beat anyone. People, people kind of forget the Jaguars beat the Bills this season, which is one of the most shocking results uh, that I remember uh, in NFL history. It might go down. The Bills go on to win the Super Bowl. It might be the worst team in the NFL beat the Super Bowl winning team in the same season. So, uh, yeah, when, when there's a when there's a season where there's going to be a lot of parity, it's going to be a good year for underdogs, and that's what it was this year. When you look back, betting on all 272 games, is it something that you would do again? Yeah, yeah, I, I did it last year as well. Uh, obviously, fewer games, one last week. I think it's two fifty six last year. I was profitable last year as well, but it wasn't nearly as strong this year. I think I finished around up around five units last year. So um, I enjoy it because I, I think when you when you bet on every single game, you learn a lot, uh, especially when when it's those games that you don't kind of feel comfortable with. So. Uh, yeah, it, it, it's something I enjoy, um, and, I, and I've been profitable two straight years doing it. Well, I, I'd like to see if I can continue this, and maybe I won't. Maybe I'll do it next year, and I'll lose 30 units, and then I'll stop doing it. But uh, <laughs> if it ain't for us, don't fix it. So I'll, 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 I'll try to make it three straight years next year. 
Ian, before we jump back into the matchups, you already gave your, your thought on a, a money line take on oh, um, Las Vegas on Saturday. Is there a difference in how you approach the postseason versus the regular season? Um, you know, it's, it's obviously still a game. It's still a game six days later than the one before between these two teams. We just talked about with Saturday. But is there a philosophical approach to, to betting on the NFL playoffs versus the regular season or is it the same? No, I, I approach it the same. I'm not a big guy. So when I handicap games, I stick to statistics more than anything else. A lot of people like to handicap things like motivation or in the playoffs, they know teams are going to bring in, teams are obviously going to want to win. But in my opinion, those aren't things you can actually measure. And while motivation and getting up for a game and, and, and having experience in the playoffs, those things are certainly important and they do play a factor. You can't really measure it. There's no statistic you can look up to see how motivated or how prepared a team is going to be for a game. So uh, the numbers are the numbers. Uh, so I'm, I, I treat the playoffs just like the regular season. Ian, let's get back to uh, the wild card weekend card. And the Saturday night game is the Patriots at the Bills. We've seen a little bit of movement here early on in the week, but uh, it's kind of near that dead zone there. Uh, number came down a tad. We're sitting at Buffalo, home favorites of four. Lowest total of the week, this one at 43.5. How do you handicap this matchup? Yeah, I was on the Bills in both the first two matchups. I'm going to back them again in this spot. I will say I am a little bit concerned because I think I saw it's going to be a snowy day, so we'll see how much of an effect that has uh, on it. I hope it's just not too windy um, because I think the second game between these two teams kind of had a better uh, example of, of – what, how these kind of two teams match up. If it's windy and you can't throw the ball, uh, that's when the Patriots are going to have the advantage because as, as ironic as it is, because we think of the Buffalo Bills being from Buffalo and the history of their team, that they're like a hard-nosed team. But really, they're not kind of designed to play in Buffalo. They're a pass-first offense. Their defense is certainly – their secondary is much stronger than their run defense. Um, and, and we kind of saw that in the last matchup. Mac Jones had one of his worst seasons of, uh, of uh, one of his worst games of the season, 14 for 32, 145 yards, uh, two interceptions. The Bills' secondary is the best in the NFL. So if the Bills are able to get out to a lead and Mac Jones has to throw the ball, that's going to completely ruin the game, the game script for the Patriots. So uh, I think the Bills match up better in this game as long as the weather doesn't get too crazy because that's going to play into the Patriots' favor, and they can just kind of keep the ball on the ground uh, and control kind of the flow of the game. But um, hard to handicap weather this far out, so uh, I am going to back the Bills this week and hope that it's not too bad. Yeah, it looks like it is going to be cold there. Um, You talked about being an underdog better. You like the Raiders. Any other dogs that you like? Yeah, the, the next game on the slate, the early afternoon one, it's a big money line underdog pick. Uh, I'm going to take it, though, and that's the Eagles at plus 325. I think they actually upset the defending champs, to be completely honest. Uh, I've been high on this Eagles team all year. Statistically, uh, ever since the first few weeks, they have been quietly one of the better teams in the NFL, in my opinion. And net yards per play, they're right, right up there, right below the Bucks. They're in fifth. Uh, the Bucks are in fourth. Uh, Nick Sirianni, I don't think enough people are giving this guy credit because you, you see how the, the Eagles kind of ran their offense earlier in the season. They were throwing the ball way too much, but yet they were way uh, more effective on the ground. And Nick Sirianni adjusted because this Eagles team is not very good uh, on paper. They aren't that great of a team, but Nick Sirianni has kind of designed them to kind of uh, uh, play to their strengths. And one of their biggest strengths is their passing defense. They allow a high completion percentage, 
Um, but they're actually near the top in opponent yards per pass attempt. And they're the best team in the NFL in opponent yards per completion, which tells me that they're good tacklers. They don't allow a lot of yards after catch. Um, and this Bucks team kind of stumbled down the stretch a little bit. They needed a big comeback to beat the Jets. They didn't pull away from the Panthers until late in the game. Uh, obviously, they had the whole Antonio Brown issue. They have injuries that they're dealing with. Uh, so I think this is a spot the Buccaneers might stumble here. Uh, I'm not super confident the Eagles are going to upset, uh, upset them, but I'm taking the shot. I'm getting a little wild here this weekend. Eagles plus 325. I'm going to back them on their money line, and we'll see what happens. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Our family has grown. Welcome to the world, Hannah baby. Introducing a new collection, Hannah Soft, made with Tencel. It's so breathable, with stretchy comfort for all of baby's first moments. And it's cool and gentle on their skin all year round. Entrusted Hannah quality for your most precious gift. Hannah Soft, made to last. Shop now at hannahanderson.com. Ian, you're speaking my language. I said it yesterday. I think the Eagles could win this game. Um, the one thing, and I'm curious when you, with the numbers, when you dive into them, and, and the, you know, you mentioned yards per play, net yards per play. The, the one thing I've always, I found interesting about the Eagles for two months now is they lead the NFL, or at least they did before Sunday. I'm not sure if week 18 threw it off because they played their backups, but they led the NFL in um, in big play differential, right? You have 20 plus plays allowed versus 20 plus plays they got. Uh, that they had the best differential in in big plays, chunk plays this year. That feels to me like the kind of recipe for an upset where they can make a few big plays if they limit them, that they might be able to jump on Tampa early in this game. Yeah, I agree with that. And that kind of goes back to the stat that I, that I referenced where uh, uh, opponent yards per completion, that's kind of a big part of not allowing big plays is that they may allow other teams to kind of get receptions and, and a little bit of a higher completion percentage, but they're shutting down those plays very quick. They're not uh, allowing any blown coverage. They're not letting any plays, kind of any receivers getting behind them. Uh, they're obviously very good tacklers. That That's a big part of it. And when it gets to NFL football, uh, fundamental football is, is what can win games. So, uh, yeah, I love that stat as well. That kind of backs up the other ones I was looking at. So, uh, Eagles, are, Eagles are a sneaky dog in this spot. Uh, Ian, were you surprised to see the Chiefs number? Um, it just kind of gets stagnant here. I, I It started to jump up. I thought we were going right to 14 uh, but it's holding here at 12 and a half Chiefs against the Steelers on Sunday night. Yeah, I am a little bit surprised, but uh, and, and maybe this is wrong. This could be a wrong take, but I, I kind of think that the the public better kind of likes the Steelers more than more than maybe more sharp betters. Because I mean, I look at the Steelers, in my opinion, I think are one of the worst playoff teams in NFL history. I'll be on the Chiefs in the in this at this spot, even if it goes up to 14. I just can't bet on the Steelers. I mean. These these stats that I look at yards per play, net yards per play, the Steelers are like in the bottom five in the NFL. It's absolutely unbelievable. Uh, 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 hats off to Mike Tomlin for coaching this team to the playoffs, but uh, I'm not a believer in the Steelers whatsoever. Some people think maybe they're a team of destiny with a Big Ben one final ride in the NFL playoffs, but if anyone's watched Big Ben, 
uh, for an extended period of time this season. Uh, I, I think his career is about to end the way that Dan Marino's did uh, when he got absolutely blown out by the Jacksonville Jaguars back in like the, two, the uh, 2000 NFL divisional round. So, uh, yeah, uh, I, I am a little bit surprised it hasn't moved, but I'll take advantage of it. I'll, I'll easily jump on the Chiefs mm-hmm. at, at that number of 13. Got to. No Steelers winning the Super Bowl? Dang. No, I'm just kidding. When you're looking at these games that are um, rematches, what do you take into consideration? Or, like, have you noticed anything, you know, that you could kind of expose, whether it was like this team was had a lot of COVID issues or injuries? Is there anything you've noticed in your research um, in these games that are rematches? Yeah, the games that are rematches, I, I think it's extremely important not to just look at the score. Uh, you kind of have to need to, especially for the games that are a little bit earlier in the season, you have to dig into them a little bit further um, and see kind of exactly what happened in those games, what was successful for each team, uh, what wasn't successful. Because, I mean, sometimes scores get are, are a little bit misleading. Maybe there's a, a late pick six. Maybe there's a garbage time touchdown. Uh, you got to, in my opinion, with these, with these rematches, you got to kind of more look at the uh, yards for each team, how how successful each team was on the ground, um, how successful each team was uh, on third down. Third down is a big stat that I look at as well this year. I, I think third down uh, efficiency, both offensively and de- defensively, really gives a, a good sign of just how efficient some of these offenses and defenses are. So. Uh, I would say when it comes to rematch games, don't just look at the score. You need to dig into those games a little bit further. And also, even on top of that, don't overvalue them too much because uh, uh, a one-game sample size, or I guess in case divisional games, a two-game sample size, uh, it's not that's not a very big sample size. So certainly look at them, dig into them a little bit deeper, um, but don't uh, don't automatically bet on kind of what happened in the first couple games. Great stuff. Ian McMillan of BetSide and FanSide. Ian, we appreciate you hopping on with us. Enjoy the weekend, and good luck with your best. That was Ian McMillan on the Roman Guest Line. Get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort and privacy of your home. Go to GetRoman.com slash BetQL now to get $15 off your first month. That's GetRoman.com slash BetQL. Coming up on the other side, we're going to go off the board, and then joining us in about 20 minutes, Brian Baldinger, Odyssey NFL Insider, his thoughts on all six wildcard weekend matchups and maybe even the coaching carousel, which is still turning around the NFL. Off the board next, right here on BetQL Daily. These Joes are helping you bet like a pro. It's Joe Ostrowski and Joe Giglio and Aaron Hawksworth on BetQL Daily, presented by FanDuel Sportsbook.